Welcome to Masters of Self University Podcast, your highest source of sacred truths and universal wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm Rachel Fiore, mystic, spiritual teacher, psychic healer, and founder of Masters of Self University. Join our journey of soul transformation as we deep dive into this latest episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Masters of Self University podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Lee. And I'm your host, Danny Molly. And today, Danny and I are diving deeply into um, sharing some personal experiences when it comes to searching for connection. Uh, this is real time, real stories, real people of um, what Danny and I just went through when it comes to connection. And we hope that you can really resonate with us as we get personal. Um, this is going to be, I'm probably going to be feeling a lot of things as you're sharing this because it's really ripe and it's really raw and it just went down. And um, we're just seeing and realizing and understanding that the only way to really, you know, have people understand the work that we're doing is by getting personal and really sharing something that uh, we just overcame. So do you want to kick it off, Danny? Yeah. Well, for anyone who's listening, thank you for listening to start with. Um, but Ellie and I, we met through this podcast just about a year ago. And over time, there was a relationship that developed and we've been dating now since officially since July. So if you've been following our journey, I'm sure you've seen this unfold. <laughs> uh, if you're new to the podcast, um, this is a, a great way to kick it off. Um, but Ellie and I, so we've been together for a while, but we've also been doing this work. We've also been diving deeply into ourselves and learning how we have these programs and we have these wounds and how they really come out in a partnership. Now, there's only so much work you can do when you're on your own. You obviously can get probably as far as you need to go completely on your own, but there's a certain really beautiful level of awareness that you get from having that mirror, being in a partnership, being in a relationship where you're bringing things up, you're bringing things to this beautiful container. You're literally creating this new entity between you and your partner and you're bringing up your programs and your wounds and you're seeing everything so clearly you're getting super triggered by them and the things that they do. And this is like, really what we've been diving into this, this term they call like a conscious partnership of mm -hmm. how do I not project my stuff, my unhealed wounds, my unconscious programs onto them? And how can I use this partnership to better evolve, to become more loving? And if I do that, if I become more loving in myself, then obviously I can be more loving to everyone, including my partner, and in this case, Ellie. So what I really wanted to talk about in this podcast is the fact that I have been showing up my entire life and I've had this huge epiphany in the past week that I've always wanted, I've always wanted love. Everyone does. And my whole life, I've been searching for that outside. I've been wanting this connection. How do I feel this connection to another? And I've been looking for it outside of me constantly. And I know conceptually, I have to find that love from within. Mm -hmm. I know I have to find this connection to myself. And if I do that, then all of my suffering will go away. Mm -hmm. I understand that from my mind, but it's a different thing to really know what that means and to live it. And this is one of these programs that I think will just keep opening and unfolding as time goes on. The more that I elevate, the more that I really do learn to connect and love from within instead of seeking that outside of me. This is an evolution. This isn't like, yes, I've had an epiphany and a light bulb's gone off, but there's always deeper layers. There's always more we can learn about ourselves. There's always more we can evolve into and expand ourselves. Mm -hmm. And with this particular one, I had been... Uh, Ellie and I were just moving into an apartment uh, or a house together. And I just felt like something was missing. 
And my mind was telling me all these stories like, there's something missing. You normally have more connection with a partner. It, it normally goes deeper than this. There's normally more love there. There's more, there's something, there's a spark missing. There's something not right. But on a soul level, I've had all these experiences where I've connected deeply to her soul. And I knew that there was something so special here that there is something beyond the physical, beyond the words that I can really explain. But when it came to my human experience, I could really feel that there was something, something wasn't quite right for me. And as I brought this up to her, I started opening up about all of this, that I felt something was difficult. Uh, sorry, something was um, missing. And that was really difficult. It was really hard to bring up these these feelings that something was missing because then she might take it the wrong way and leave. And that was the last thing that I wanted. It wasn't that I want, I wanted to bring this up so we could work through it so we could elevate beyond it. So that I could, I knew there was something in there. There was something that I wasn't seeing. Um, and so I brought it up and we had a really deep conversation about our relationship and how we are showing up towards each other. Um, but the, the moment that eventually I, I felt Ellie open and I felt, I felt her all of a sudden I was flooded with this connection. I could feel her. I could feel her openness. I could feel her heart. I could feel her energy. And that was like the shift of like, okay, this is it. She's given me, I've seen what I need. We can move forward. This is, this is it. So I'll start there. And obviously this goes way deeper and I want to unpack it. And the big epiphanies I had later on in the week. Um, but I want to start there, Ellie. And like, I'd love for you to share what you experienced on your end as I'm wanting and needing you to open. That was basically the conversation. Like, I feel like I can't connect to you. I feel like we're blocked. I feel something's missing in our romantic relationship. And I was in this place of, I need you to see where I'm coming from and to open. Yeah. Oh man, there's so many layers to this. Um, and I'm sure, you know, we will reach many different podcasts on all different layers, but what, what I can speak about now is first of all, um, through this whole conversation and experience that I had with you, as you're speaking about it, I could feel like energy just all like igniting uh, all over my body because it's just bringing me back to how difficult um, that conversation was. And it wasn't one conversation. It was several conversations as we moved into our new home, um, as we're unpacking our things and beginning this new chapter. Um, he really went through, you really went through a period where you were so disconnected from me and you kept coming up to me and being like, I don't feel that thing we're supposed to have that spark. We're supposed to have that chemistry. We don't have this like ravaging passion between us and all of these things. And I remember feeling like I couldn't feel your words. I couldn't feel really what you meant. I couldn't conceptually understand it because in my mind, we're great in my mind. Well, what do you mean? Like we have the best conversations and like, we just spent three months in a van together and like we had all of these memories and like, what do you mean? We are connecting. And he kept going, no, like I'm, I'm feeling and I'm missing something that's deeper within us. And Danny and I have always had this unexplainable deep soul connection between us. And our relationship has not been easy in any shape, way or form. It's been, we have been hit with challenge after challenge after challenge. But even when we are slammed by the storm, we always stay. And because there is this unexplainable deep soul connection between us. And so I could feel that also. And I knew what he was talking about in terms of like, we haven't gotten to the next level. And I didn't understand why we hadn't gone to the next level because I wasn't willing to face that part of me. And so when he was saying this stuff to me, even as he was talking about it, I was saying things like, well, well, you know, like the way that I feel about you is this and the way that I feel about you is that. And, you know, I was saying things like, if you want to not live together, then we can separate. 
if you want to not be together, then we don't have to be together. You can get your own place. And as I was saying these things, it wasn't actually what I was feeling inside. I was just saying things that I thought he wanted to hear or I was trying to represent myself as someone that was like super independent and like, I don't need you. And like, you can go do do whatever you want to do and I'll be fine when that wasn't really what my heart was saying. Right. And so every time you kept approaching me, I was just saying all of these things that I sounded really good. And I also was trying so hard not to be codependent or not to come off attached that I just wanted to say words that were like rooted in strength. But the beautiful thing about Danny and I is that we can feel subtle energies, right? I can say like, you get your own apartment. He can feel that the energy is not coming from authenticity. It's not coming from my heart. Right. And so you and I finally had this moment where we had this whole conversation and I would had tears flowing and I'd be like, if you really understood what I was really feeling about you, you would get it. And you would feel, you would understand what I'm actually talking about and blah, blah, blah. And then it was this moment where I said to him, I said the words to you, I'm just trying to be tough. And you looked at me and you said, I don't want you to be tough. I'm not asking for you to be tough. I'm asking you what you feel. And the moment he said that, I remember feeling like, oh, I shouldn't have used that word. I should have used another word because now he's really getting to see what I'm actually doing instead of what I'm actually feeling. And the moment he's like, how do you feel? I broke and I was like, I don't want you to leave. I was like, I don't want to be without you. I don't want to do this journey without you. I want you to be right here with me. And I felt literally all of my energetic barriers and my walls just fall. And the way that I cried in the way that I was now opening and sharing, he immediately felt me. And it felt like you and I were in this, this energy field where we were just now just flowing together because there was openness. I didn't need to be fake. I didn't need to be tough. I didn't need to be strong. All he was asking for me was to open. But I was so petrified of opening because I was so afraid of rejection. I was so afraid of abandonment. But the moment I opened and the moment our souls connected, it was the first time I understood what connection was. It was the first time I understood what you were talking about the whole time of just open, just feel, just express. And this whole time I was just putting up a front because I didn't want to feel what it felt like to be vulnerable. I didn't want to feel like what it felt like if I did open, what would happen if I did open? So I kept closing and closing and closing and I stayed closed. And that moment of connection solidified what he and I have always felt was there was always something deeper, but because I was so closed, I wouldn't allow myself to get there because I was so scared that you were going to hurt me. But I realized mm -hmm. I'd rather be open and get quote unquote hurt than be closed and not ever venture into what this actually is because I'm just trying to protect myself, which is I think many people can relate to. You know, this is how well, this is what we do. That's why so many people are afraid of love. But it's like in the fear of love, you're actually keeping yourself away from what true love really is. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's the first layer of our whole situation and experience that we really Beautiful. have to experience. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to touch on something. So you mentioned there about subtle energies. Now everyone can feel subtle energies. Yes. I just want to make this distinction. Everyone can feel it. Everyone knows there's a, some part of them when someone is talking truth yes. and someone is bullshitting. Yeah. And the more that you attune to that, you can read the subtle energies better. So, you know, as mystical life coaches at Masters of Self University, that is what we do. We have been training to read subtle energies. We're training on how when a client or ourselves show up in the world, what is it that they're actually running versus what their mind is telling them that they're running. But everyone, everyone in life feels the subtle energies that we exchange. A classic line is, you know, it wasn't what you said, it's the way you said it. Right. Classic line that everyone says. And what that what they're talking about there is, what is it that I felt from the words that you gave? Because the words are one thing. They do contain an energy in themselves. They mental programs are an energy thoughts are energy but the emotion and the energy behind those thoughts can be very different right. so like the words that we use 
can mean very different things depending on the emotion and and the level of consciousness and where we're coming from. So as she's giving me these words, I'm literally can feel as like these words that she's giving me are all coming from her mind. And I, it was the same thing. It was like reinforcing the very thing I was talking about. Here was me showing up in this conversation, trying to op open and get to a place of like, um, connection and therein lies the problem that i'll get into later in me trying to get to a place of connection instead of just being connection and having connection within but i'm here showing up trying to get connection and all i could feel from her was very closed closed energy um and then it wasn't until eventually i think you know, you have that moment of, of recognition. Oh, I don't need to be tough right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and allowing, and in that, that space, I'm allowing you to step into vulnerability and openness and, yeah. Oh, I don't need to have all these bodyguards and these walls to protect me right now. I can open, but ultimately that journey of openness, it does come from within you know, you can never force another being to open. And this is kind of where I was, where I was like really needing Ellie to open. And ultimately that openness must come from her. It's got to come from within. When she feels safe enough to open, she will open. Mm. And that is the way that she'll find her own connection. Now, all of my life, I've been looking for this connection in a romantic partnership mainly. It also comes down to, I've been looking for it in places. Connect, I, I, even moving into San Diego, I was didn't feel connected to the area that we were moving into at the time when we were doing it. Uh, and that's because I personally really like those of nature and we're moving into more of like a suburb environment. And even that, I'm still, it was the same thing. I'm looking for this connection. I really want this connection. I really want to feel connected to the area I'm with. Why? Why was I showing up to Ellie in this way, needing for her to connect with me? Yeah. And eventually throughout the week, as we had many conversations, which we can, Ellie, feel free to, you know, bring certain ones up and we can go into other parts. But I realized that the way that I showed up was in this place of need. Like I really needed her to open. I really needed her to open because if she opened, I could feel that connection. I could feel that love. Mm. And that's not love. Needing someone to open, it, that isn't honoring where they're at. That isn't loving at all. Mm. Yeah. That's super codependent. And as I'm having this realization, I really saw exactly what it was. And this stemmed back from my childhood. It stemmed back from the way that I was raised with my parents. And I had this experience recently because both Ellie and I went home uh, to my home in the UK for Christmas. And I saw the way my mom was connecting with my nephew. And he's six years old right now. And it brought back a lot of memories from when I was six years old, six years old, and she left and it caused this abandonment wound. So seeing him at that age, this is a lot of where my like inner child wounding is. It started bringing it all back in this very divine way. And it allowed me to get to this, this epiphany and this moment of realization of how she would really love on him a lot because she couldn't feel the love within herself she needed him. She needed a relationship or a, a child to love. So she, that love could be reflected back to her. And that's the program that I run. I needed my whole life. I was always in and out of relationships. And while a part of me does just love love and <laughs> love romance and love being in a partnership, it was always, I, I could always feel there was deeper wounded energy that was driving this behavior. And now it's just like a light switch has gone on. I can finally see I always needed someone else so that, and, and I, I can honestly say I would use some form of manipulation when I would meet women 
and I would draw them in, I think, by being open, by having this certain level of openness, and that would allow them to start falling. And I needed them to feel the love from within me. And whenever we do that, whenever we place this, this need, this love outside of ourselves, that creates a very unhealthy relationship. It creates a very toxic relationship because you're needing them. And if, if they at all move away from giving you that love, mm. then all of a sudden you lose love within yourself. And this is what would happen to me every time throughout my life up until this past year or so, I would be with somebody and they would start to pull away a little bit. It would cause like immense heartbreak because I would lose that connection. I would lose that connection to myself to the divine, to unconditional love, whatever you want to call it. And it would be extremely painful and it would bring back all of the, the wounding of my childhood. And so now here with Ellie, she is the first person I've really dated that um, was more closed. Yeah. Everyone that I've dated in the past has been very open and very willing to, to connect. And what that meant was I was completely unconscious about the way that I was actually showing up. Here's me thinking, and this is a common theme between Ellie and I, I'm so open, I'm so open. And then turns out I'm, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm only open when my partner's open. And therefore I need my partner to open so that I can be open. Mm. And that's not openness at all. Right. That's super closed. And so I've spent my whole life searching for this connection in others mm. when really it's finding that connection within. So while we're on air, Ellie, I'm sorry for projecting that program onto you and showing up. And obviously it turned out to be a beautiful conversation that we had um, about allowing you to see where you were closed. Yeah. But I apologize um, for bringing that uh, that level of need, that level of codependence where I really did need you to open. And I can honestly say now that I see that program I'm running, I can see where, where it comes from. I felt where it came from. I spent the time with my family this Christmas where I could literally feel the exact program that, you know, my mother was running and what it was causing in my nephew and how I was the, the child at one point and how that all translated into me. And this is how we, and why we date our parents. I'm sure you've heard this before. People will say you're going to, as a man, you'll probably date your mother. You normally attract someone is a combination of your parents, maybe more one than the other. Um, I think normally it's more like man will look for the mother or the, the a male child will date a mother and the female child may date the father if they're in a heterosexual, metrosexual yeah. uh, relationship. Um, but this is how we do date our parents because yeah. if I have this wound where I need someone to show up who's super open and over loving, that's how my mother showed up to me. That's what I'm going to attract in a partner until, until we do enough work on ourselves to break this cycle and say, I'm going to find this from within myself and therefore my partner is responsible not for giving me that connection. But if she does show up or he does show up with that connection, wow, it feels amazing and it feels fantastic. But if we put all of our eggs in that basket, it's not going to be healthy. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because Danny has apologized to me several times about projecting this onto me and like being like, I need you to open, I need you to connect. And in reality, there's so much beauty that comes out of these really difficult um, experiences and conversations. And for me, for anybody out there who has a closed heart like me, I just want to break it down for you for a little, a little bit, because even all this talk of like connecting back to self, it's, we can conceptualize this, right? We can understand, okay, so the love that we're searching is actually us, but it's not until you, it really integrates into your beingness where you can really fathom this. And I'm still on the journey of that, right? 
it sounds great, but how do I actually love myself and how do I actually connect with themselves? And so for me, I grew up super sensitive and super emotional as a child. As far as I can remember, I always could feel everybody. I could feel everything within me. I could feel the collective. I just, it was just a plethora of emotions all the time. And when I would go to my parents and I'd be like, something's wrong with me. I'm crying over everything. I'll look outside the window, I'll cry. I feel so sad. I feel anxious. I have all these fears. And my parents, as all parents, no one's pretty much, you're not probably raised by an enlightened parent, right? Um, They would tell me that basically what I felt was really nothing, right? And to kind of make it go away. And it's not that serious. And you don't really feel like that. And so I would constantly get gaslit. I would constantly get dismissed. And so I learned really young, I knew something was up with me. But because my outer my external world wasn't supporting that I learned the only way that I can survive being the way that I am is if I close. So shut down, don't share anything. Because every time you share people literally dismiss you and tell you what you're feeling is dramatic or it's not that what you're doing is like get over it or whatever it may be. So me being actually it's super smart, it's so survival. I was like, okay, I'll close. I'll, I'll never share because the moment I share, I'm just going to get shut down anyway. So I learned how to keep everything inside and never really be open. And so the barriers were starting to be built since I was young. And so now I'm 35. So imagine how strong those walls are. I mean, you cannot penetrate them. Like I'm trying, you know, I try every time I go in, I can feel the walls around me and that's okay. It's where I'm at right now in my journey. And so when Danny's coming up to me and the beautiful thing about you and I's relationship, Danny, is that we are complete opposites in so many ways. He is open. I'm closed. And so when he's bringing this up to me, this need for a connection, I feel like I told you, I just saw that movie get out. And in the movie, this guy falls into the sunken place where it's like, nobody can hear him. Nobody can uh, see or feel him. And that's where I feel like I'm always at when he's like, I need you to connect. And I'm like, inside, there's this little part of me that's like, I want to connect too. But like, there's so much that's built on top of her that she's, she can't ever get out and really say like, that's what I want as well. Right. Even though conceptually, that's what I want. It's not emotionally at all what I'm emitting out of myself. And so I, when he's asking me to connect, when he's asking me to open, there's no possible way that I can do that because this is a journey of opening, right? There's no possible way that I can knock them all down and be like, okay, I'm ready because I've already trained myself to believe that it's never safe. It's never mm-hmm. secure. So how can I do that when you're asking me, even though that's what I want to do, even though I care about this man so much and I want to create so much and I want to build so much until I learn how to love those walls that keep my heart locked in in place. There's no way that his need is going to open me. Right. And so it was such a beautiful uh, way for me to see how closed I am. Right. And so you keep apologizing to me, but in reality, it was one of the greatest gifts because it brought us closer. It helped you see the parts of you that are closed. It helped me see where I'm definitely closed. And it created such beautiful connection and conversation between us to see where we are. Do you and I have ways to go in our relationship? Absolutely. Absolutely. We think we know what a relationship is, right? So in Danny's mind and in my time, not, we need to be so connected. We need, mm-hmm. so we need to be all of those things. In reality, we all know we've been there. You have those things in the relationship in the beginning, and then it falls apart. And then it's like, okay, I guess there's nothing really here. Because all of those things are just programs that are just vibrating a certain frequency, right? And we think that's love. We think that's connection. We think that's relationship. And so what I'm learning is connection with myself is understanding where I created these programs, where I learned how to close. Because when I learned how to close, it was the moment I started disconnecting from myself because I was so connected when I was in all of my stuff. But when I learned that that wasn't safe, then I wasn't safe within me. So I closed, I closed, Mm -hmm. I closed, I closed, I closed. So the learning to open and connect with myself is actually experiencing all of these moments that are so difficult because it's a window into me, right? It's a window into learning. Oh, okay. So I'm disconnected from me. So I I can't connect with, how can I connect with you when I'm not connected to myself? Right. And so it doesn't happen overnight for everyone at home. It's like, okay, so give me the tools, give me the steps. No, you need to start becoming acutely aware of all the programs you run and all the blocks that keep you from your heart. That's Mm -hmm. the first step. 
And that's the journey I'm on is, oh, I'm like this because of this. And how do I begin to love that aspect of myself? It's by facing it. It's by seeing and feeling the pain that's underneath the reason why you closed in the first place. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's been a journey. Yeah, we we think self love is this yeah. like, oh, it's all about like love and light, yeah. and it's like you don't fully grasp what love is. Love is when pain shows up. Yes, when fear is knocking at your door. Do you welcome it in? Do you embrace that part of you? Are you okay? Can you be present and nurture the pain and the fear? Or are you going to turn the cheek, have the drink, smoke the whatever, mm -hmm. avoid the pain, push it down, push it back into your unconscious, continue to ignore it and live your life. And that process is largely unconscious. We have no idea that we're doing it. Right. And we have this understanding of like, oh, love and self-love is like, it is a beautiful experience, but love Lo love is non-judgment. So if fear is showing up, if closed heartedness is showing up, that's okay. And unconditional. Exactly. Right? Because when you were asking me to open, it was like, well, if you don't open, then I can't connect and this can't be a thing, right? That's conditions on the relationship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was, I was thinking about something else as you were talking of like, when you wanted me to connect with you, the wounded aspect of me was like, Ellie, hurry up, like get it together, like learn how to connect super quick, because if you don't, you're going to lose him. And that's again, mm -hmm. abandonment of self. Yeah. I'm not putting myself first. I'm putting you because I'm so afraid to lose you that I just need to do anything to make you stay. Mm -hmm. When in reality, no, 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 Ellie, you need to go into you and love you. It's not about him. Yeah. It's about you. And even that is honoring and loving that wounded little girl that wants to hurry it up and connect to you so that she doesn't have to feel the pain of being alone. She doesn't have to feel the pain of losing someone that she cares about. That's everything is always, all the errors are always pointed to you, but you think it's about everything else. So you, you sacrifice yourself to put them first. You know, mm -hmm. there's so many things that I was saying to Danny that sounded good to his, his ears, because in reality, energy was like, if I say this, you'll stay. Because what I couldn't do is open and connect. But if I say these things, you'll 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 believe them and then you'll stay. And he was mm. reading through all of that. He could feel all of that. When in yeah. reality, no, Elliot, it's about the connection to self. So that in connecting with yourself, you can open to him. Mm. And for the record, I wasn't just wanting to like jump out. I was just talking about taking a step back and focusing on our, building our friendship because what I was starting to recognize from a divine level is that the way that I'm showing up right now is causing harm. And I didn't, I didn't want that. And what I was starting to see was I was like, eh, I, I'm not hundred percent sure we're both ready for this. And it wasn't, like it was, but there was projection there. Like, I don't know if she's, she's right. She's not ready to open because in my mind, and this was my program that to be in a relationship, you needed to be open. Right. And that is a false narrative. Like needing someone to be open. That's not love. So yeah, that was a, that was a, a real big epiphany. And then really seeing how it unfolded in my, my, uh, my parents and my family and seeing it firsthand is really crazy. And I'm sure if anyone else is listening to this, that they're on this path and they're going and spending time with their family, they can start to see and feel some of these programs. Our family can be super triggering, but also our, our greatest, greatest mirrors. Yeah. Um, so I'd love for you, Ellie, to go a little deeper into why you were so afraid of me leaving. Oh, yeah. I am petrified of you leaving. I feel my body shaking when I think about you leaving. Every time we have a hard conversation, 
the first place I go to is just this complete fear, anxiety, I'm worried. It takes over my entire body. And I told you that I have like this visual of like trying to claw and grasp at you and you're drifting away. And it brings me to this place of just complete emptiness of loneliness into the nothingness. And the last thing I want is that. And obviously there's pain there. And so I've been really diving into this and like working with a lot of the other coaches at MSU and really speaking with you a lot. And the deeper that I start peeling back, because I know that this fear that I have, it feels so much deeper than, than what my mind is telling me that it is, right? So what it's coming out of the external out of me is I don't want to lose you, Danny. I don't want, I don't want you to go. I need you. I don't want, please don't go away. And every time it pops up, I'm like, girl, what is this? Because this, it, the way that you're acting, the way that you're feeling right now, this, this feels so much deeper than just you not wanting to lose your boyfriend. And when I started doing work into this and I started going into it, I truly started to see and understand that I have, and I've always felt like this with you, where I've put you kind of in this light that is like almost untouchable. The way that I see you, the way that I view you is higher than other people, right? And so when I started going into this, I realized I put you in this spotlight because I have made you and embodied you into being the divine for me, into representing source to me. And I think it's because you and I have this super deep connection and our conversations are so out of this world. And because you are someone in my life that's constantly working on themselves and constantly igniting the light within, I this is what we do as humans, right? And this is what our minds and our egos do. All of a sudden, I started representing you as my connection to the divine. And the idea of losing you is me living this trauma that I've experienced many times in my life of being cut off from the divine. I truly know and believe in my heart that the moment I disconnected, quote unquote, from the light and I came here to earth, I started really just being in this place of emptiness, of nothingness, of feeling like I was abandoned, of feeling like I was, uh, it was just completely forsaken. That's what the word that comes out. I was like forsaken. I was left. And so because I've been so cut off because I cut myself off from the connection within, because if we all truly believe that we are source, fractal pieces of source living as all of these beings, we are. That's what oneness is. Right? We are one. We come from the same place. We are the same thing. And so when I cut myself off from that, I started looking it outside of me all of my life. And then when you came into my life, I made you all of that. So every time you're like, this isn't working or this is not what I want, I feel that that longing, that forsakenness, that fear. And the fear is so intense. It's so intense. And I know that I'm really beginning to see, oh, it's me cutting me off from me. And because he is the embodiment of what I've created him to be, which is the divine. Every time you say, I'm going to go, or I need space time alone, or I'm, I don't know if this is working. It's all of that being brought up to the surface again. So the work that I'm doing on myself is every time I feel this fear now, it's dropping into my heart and really connecting with this space of, it's not what you think it is, Ellie. It's not him. It's you. Because even yesterday as I was talking to you, you're like, you're still making it outside of you. Because I kept being like, I'm still disconnected from source. I'm still disconnected from the light. Not remembering and understanding. I am the light. It's me. It's me. And when I drop in and I've been telling you, I've been experiencing this energy of this expansion and this smallness and expansion and smallness that I used to experience as a kid. When I go into that, I realize I am the expansion and I am the smallness. I am the light. I am this, this frequency that I'm so desperately trying to hang on to, trying to feel again. It is me. And so I'm working through all of that. And I know that can be a really deep concept for people to maybe wrap their heads around. And, but this is what I'm experiencing is that I realize it's not Danny. It's me that I'm searching for. I've just put it on him. And so that's why when he goes, 
it's not him. It's, I don't want to lose this connection. I'm so afraid, but it's my job to go into the fear to realize I've been with me this whole time. It's me I'm looking for, if that makes sense for people at home. Yeah, it's always back to self, which is why the organization we work for is called Masters of Self. It really is about recognizing we're looking out this way, we're projecting all the stuff out this way, but it's not until we turn that mirror and start looking within ourselves, looking how we're actually showing up in this in this world, can we start to elevate beyond that and really become the creator um, of our own life? Yeah. And you know, you mentioned there like about you were still saying, you know, oh, I'm still disconnected. And that is an example of, it doesn't matter what you might conceptually know in your mind. When you're saying stuff like that, there's still a deeper program running. And until we go in and find that part of us and love that and allow that to transmute, then we can start to evolve and elevate beyond that and actually become the creator. This is something that I've really been starting to understand now, this whole idea that we we are creating the, our lives in every second of every day. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you can just think a million dollars and you're gonna get a million dollars. That's not how it works because there is all of these programs that are running unconsciously in your shadow and your all of your blind spots which are saying something far different and saying that you know you're not worth this and that and you're going to be attracting energies into from these unconscious places um what egoic attachments i wrote down i wanted to just talk about that because i've had this experience too where recently where I found my ego attached onto someone, painted them out to be this godlike picture. And ultimately, what does that create? Super unhealthy relationship because it's an unrealistic expectation. We're all just human beings. We can never live up to this idea that another person is a god. Yes, we are all gods in our own right. We are, but we're also human beings. And we have to allow that certain level of grace. And when we build someone up to be this can't do any wrong, yeah. mystical, um, would you say there was a superior, inferior program? Right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I I felt like I was less than you. I felt like I should be so grateful and thankful. Like he's so incredibly, so amazing. He's all of these things, which creates such a separation and disconnection um, to connecting with you because it's like, it just was not healthy. And it was hard for me to really say all of those words out loud because I'm constantly trying to hide my true self because there's this fear. If you really saw me, if you really knew me, you would leave. Right. Or it wasn't safe. And so definitely inferiority in inferior and superior already really hard words, by the way, um, <laughs> programs that run for sure. And you, Danny, as you were talking to, I, I wanted to get, I wanted to jump back super quick to like, you know, if we equate this, if we begin to tr- truly understand that everybody in your life, right, everyone that pops up, all these experiences are here, just reflect back to you, the parts of you that are in your shadows, right? So it was like every time, if you, my whole mind was telling me, if you leave, if you leave me, I'll go back to nothingness. I'll go back to emptiness. I'll go back to loneliness, which is exactly why what I'm experiencing is if the light leaves me, I'll go back into feeling nothing, into feeling lonely, into feeling empty, right? But it's embodied and my mind believes that it's Danny, that if he leaves, I'll feel that when in reality, he's just representing my disconnection from the light. I hope that explains it a little bit more too. Yeah, and that's exactly the same thing that I was going through where, I needed you to, it was like I was walking around with an empty cup and just saying, I can only feel what's inside this cup if you help fill it up. Yeah. Like I need you to fill it, please. And if you don't fill it, then I have to sit with the emptiness, the nothingness, the void of love. And this is something that I've been avoiding my whole life. I see so clearly now all the ways that I would look for this connection in the bottom of a pint glass 
looking for it in alcohol, mm-hmm. looking for it in women and relationships. And one sec, the dogs, dogs barking. It's okay. Pause. Oh, yeah. Delivery guy. Sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll just edit this part out. Wait, then let me just go get rid of Nala. Fuck. She's being a sheesh. Well, I really lost my train of thought there. I have no idea where we're going to edit that. I I wrote down the time. Yeah, but I don't know how we're going to allow it to flow back in. Well, what were you talking about? I don't know. We were talking about... um... I was talking about how you represent the divine for me. And if you leave, then, you know, I was talking back to nothingness, emptiness. And then you were talking about how your need for a connection for me, from me. Yeah, I was talking about an empty cup. Yeah, you were talking about how to fill the empty cup. Now, can it? I'm going to wait until this cooker stops dinging no it's okay just leave yeah but it's gonna keep going oh why will it keep going oh god yeah so just go from um I'm you were asking w- me to fill your cup to start. Yeah. With. Yeah, I just don't really know where I was. I lost my train of thought, so I don't know where I was going with it. You you were saying, um, you know, you were asking me to fill your cup because you don't want to feel the emptiness and the loneliness. Why don't I start with my story and then whatever comes up for you? It's just not going to flow because I'll be talking. and No, I'm saying I'll just go back and I'll start from, oh, I wanted to say something else about, well, because that's what I said to start that whole section, that whole conversation. Okay, go. Okay. Okay, so what I wanted to mention to you, Danny, is, you know, when you were talking before, I for people to really understand what I'm saying, if we truly believe that um, everything, all the people in your life, the experiences you experience are there to just reflect back to you parts of your shadow. And I'm talking about this whole description of making you like representing the divine. I'm so afraid to lose you because if I lose you, then I'll feel the loneliness the nothingness, the emptiness, right? And so I try everything not to lose you so that I don't have to feel that. When in reality, that's where the gem is, to really feel all of that, to connect back to self. Because he represents the divine to me. So disconnect, okay, now I'm like fucked up. (laughs) Okay, let me get back to that. So what I wanted to mention was for anyone at home who wants to understand this concept a little bit of what I'm talking about, everything in the universe is reflected back to you through experiences and people to show you aspects in your shadow that need your attention and need your love. So I made Danny everything, which everything is the divine, right? It's the connection back to self. It's the connection to source that is within me. And if he leaves, if he leaves me, then I'll have to go and feel the nothingness, the emptiness, the loneliness. 
And so I'm so afraid to lose him because then I'll go back to being disconnected from myself. And I don't want to feel that. When in reality, that's where the gem is for me to see and understand, because I had to face that fear when you were having these conversations with me of like, you're going to potentially leave. So then I had to feel what it felt like to know that there was a chance that you were going to leave. And then I felt that emptiness, that nothingness, that loneliness. And I was like, that's what I'm trying to avoid. When in reality, me feeling all of that and bringing love to it was understanding that it was never about Danny. It was about connecting back to me. It's in the pain where all the layers are. It's in the pain where the gems are, where your power lies. And when you bring love to it, because you're not bringing fear to it, you're bringing love to it. And that's when I realized it's got nothing to do with Danny. It's that I'm afraid to feel the emptiness again, the nothingness again. Mm, and that's exactly what I was doing mm. in my own right, where I've been walking around this whole life just with an empty cup, just being like, I need you to fill this so that I can feel love. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you fill it, then I'm good. And I used to do this with everything. It wasn't just, wasn't just in the container of relationship. Yes, it would come out most through that, but it was also through alcohol. You know, I was too afraid of feeling the emptiness. So I would just drink and then I wouldn't have to feel the, feel the pain, feel whatever is, un excuse me, whatever is underneath. Yeah. And constantly just searching for this connection. And the whole time it's, it's you, it's always you always you yeah always you um but it's a huge like liberating um experience to go through where you really do see these programs within yourself and you see where they come from within your parents you can finally understand why you felt the way you felt your whole life it's so liberating yeah. to to have those epiphanies and that's the power of this work you know, it's super simple what we teach. It's very simple in terms of the actual practical step-by-step -step instructions, but it's extremely difficult for, to actually put that into practice. Mm -hmm. But when you do, you walk this path, you do get to have these amazing epiphanies and they don't just happen, you know, during like the, the three, four, six month coaching programs that we offer. Like yeah. these epiphanies that we're having, this is a year down the line. Yeah. This work doesn't end. It's just the skills you learn during the programs are. So this is both something that Ellie and I coach people through. This is the journey that we're on. Uh, this is what we teach at Masters of Self University. And we have a whole army of coaches who are ready to help and, and teach these skills and provide the energetic space for you to start to evolve and elevate and heal. So if you are interested, the link is down below. Um, jump on there, have a little click around. Uh, grab a copy of Mason's Way. Yeah. That is our mentor's book uh, by Rachel Fiore, The Universal Ways of Oneness. Reading that book really did change my life um, because it allowed me to start to understand where these programs are coming from and how we can really become uh, a better version of ourselves and become more loving because yeah. that's what it's, it's all about. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. It's about understanding what true love is. Yeah. So yeah. Ellie, you got anything else to, to add in? No, I think you said it beautifully. Set up a free consultation with me, Danny, or any of the you know other incredible coaches we have at MSU. Uh, the coaches are no joke. Uh, we are constantly working on ourselves so that we can really show up for us and for the world. And so, uh, yeah, set up a free consultation at masterselfuniversity.com. Uh, subscribe, like, review, rate, share, comment. Uh, the more ears to this work, the 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 more um, people will begin to awaken to everything that they need to so that we can really start to shift humanity into a the age of love and oneness. Uh, to everybody at home, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, we will see you guys later. Bye.